All right, guys, welcome back to Shay Says. And if you are back listening to this episode, you must want to hear what I have to say today. Now, if you have not listened to the past few episodes, I suggest you stop right now and go back. Each episode is a stepping stone onto our journey, onto our journey of what we can do to be our healthiest selves and how we can change the way that society has wanted us to think. Now, I am a huge nerd on believing that things happen for a reason. If it happened, that if it's positive or negative, we're supposed to take from that experience. And I also believe that if I want something, I can get it, but not without thinking about the obstacles that I might cross. But who am I to not give you guys evidence on my advice that I'm trying to give you? So for today's episode, I have Kristen Budd from Mindset Works to help me discuss the growth and fixed mindset. And I also have Dr. Morling, of course she is back, to help me discuss a new way on how to really get what you want. Remember, this advice is to help us all. And even if you're taking a small chunk of it, that is all that I would want. So I want to say thank you, Kristen, for joining Shay Says today. We are so happy to have you come on this episode to be a representative of Mindsets. Thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here. I'm excited to have this conversation. So in this season, I definitely reference Carol Dweck, a psychologist who made a book about mindsets and who really discusses growth and fixed mindset on how people think. So what I've gathered about the mindsets is that having a fixed or growth mindset, they're frameworks that one holds a thought and they think in either way. They either think in a fixed way where maybe they might say it is what it is. They are the ones that believe that everything and everyone has a natural ability and there's no way to change that. And as for those with a growth mindset, maybe they'll say, what was the purpose of this? What can I learn from this? And they see where, where there's more wiggle room for change and more effort. So Kristen, would you be able to explain more about the mindsets and the common misconceptions and even school me a little bit more on what the mindsets are? Yeah, no, that's a great introduction, Shay. Um, so the mindsets, yeah, they're these beliefs or frameworks of thought that we hold about ourselves, about our abilities, and even about the abilities of other people. And um, generally, we hold uh, two beliefs, We're either a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. And it's important to not think about these things as like, oh, I am a fixed mindset person. Like, that's a very fixed mindset way to think about it or I am a growth mindset person again like that's not entirely the point of how these things operate it's more of like oh when I'm doing math like I tend to have more of a growth mindset and when I'm cooking I tend to have more of a fixed mindset these mindsets are the beliefs that we hold right so if we think that um, our abilities are something that are fixed or are something that we can't change um, in holding that belief, like the way that we act from that belief will guide the choices that we make, how we respond to certain things. Um, and so it's all about how we recognize our abilities to change and grow. Um, whether or not we embrace that or not, that's up to us. 
even the beliefs we have about ourselves are malleable. And yeah. once we begin to recognize those things, then that's when we have the opportunity to change them. We shouldn't really label our, our fixed mindset beliefs as something that's bad because psychologically it's there to protect us from harm. Um, because, you know, failing is a psychologically threatening thing. And putting effort into something can be really difficult and really taxing. So those are, yeah, those are some of my initial thoughts. How can one adopt a fixed mindset? Because I feel as if we may all have a fixed mindset in certain domains. And how do we get that though? Like, why is it that that's immediately the way that we think and then we have to practice on having a growth mindset? Yeah, there's a lot of ways that a fixed mindset is developed. Um, there are a lot of research kind of shows that younger children actually have more of a growth mindset and embrace that because they're learning about the world for the first time. Like if they make a mistake, it's pretty normalized. But I think as we grow and get older in society, um, our culture carries a lot of fixed mindset messages about human ability and, and whatnot. So I think about how if something becomes challenging, then that's something that we shy away from. And maybe like the way that a parent might respond to a child who is struggling with something, um, they'd be like, oh, that's just not your best, it's not your best strong suit. Like maybe try something else. It's like those little messages that um, are told to us shape our mindsets. Now, I remember when you and I were discussing before the episode and you were making sure that I didn't say that it's good to just have a growth mindset, that that's not the way I want to think about it. Could you kind of like flush that idea out a little bit more by what you meant? Yeah, growth mindset is becoming a very popular um, thing that especially educators, but a lot of people are interested in learning about and talking about. And a lot of times it's like, oh, we're growth mindset school or I'm a growth mindset person. And once you kind of feel like you've arrived to like having a growth mindset, then you're kind of back to a fixed mindset because having a growth mindset implies that you believe that there's always something new to learn. There's always a way that you can grow. There's always um, something that you can improve on. Like our, it em embraces the idea that as humans, our potential is unlimited then do you really have a growth mindset? Are you really operating in a growth mindset? Or is that just something you're labeling yourself as because you like the idea of it, but you're not actually behaving in a way that's reflective of that? Does that make sense? Oh my God, it sounds like a loophole. It sounds like no matter how hard you try, you're going to be a fixed mindset. Yeah, and I think <laughs> that's okay because the point isn't to arrive at having a growth mindset. Yeah. The point is always to find new ways to learn and grow. So when I was reading Carol Dweck's book, Mindset, I'm like a sucker for quizzes just to like figure out things. So I really like the questions that she had to see if you are someone who has a fixed mindset in certain domains versus others. Mm -hmm. So the questions that I have so far are... You can learn new things, but it does not change your intelligence. You are just a certain kind of person, and there is not much you can do about that. And you can do different things, but the important parts of you will never change. 
And she had gone on to mention that if you had said yes to any of those questions, you might have a fixed mindset in either intelligence or personal growth. I always just thought of myself as a very average student, like even throughout high school, like, okay, like, yeah, I get like A's and B's and like math, maybe a C, but that's just how I am. Like, and I had this moment when I realized of like, oh, like I could be smarter if I want to be take that information and ask ourselves, okay, what am I going to do about this? Like, am I just gonna be like, oh yeah, that's fun. Like I have a fixed mindset. Like that's my belief, whatever. And then move on or um, accept the invitation that like, oh, maybe I am more like I operate more in a fixed mindset. How can I grow? Like I want to improve. I want to become smarter. I want to be a better student. I want to like have more productive relationships. Like, how can I grow in that? And I think that's the first step. And then after that, setting specific goals about what we want to achieve is really important too. So if you recognize, oh, I have more of a fixed mindset when it comes to my approaches to people, I want to change that, that's my goal. And then kind of reverse engineering that, like, okay, what are the steps and strategies that I need to take Thank you so much, Kristen, for really giving all of that information about the mindsets, maybe some of those obstacles and think about them differently. So this is going to segue into our next topic. And I'm going to have Dr. Morling again. I just can't get her away from Shay Says. (laughs) And uh, we are going to really talk about WHOOP. So WHOOP is a science-based mental strategy that people are able to use to find and fulfill their wishes and set preferences and change their habits. So WHOOP stands for Wish, Outcome, Obstacle, and Plan, and has worked to be effective. So Dr. Morling, I just want to say hi, and thanks for coming back. Hi, Shay. It's great to be back, talking about some of my favorite evidence-based strategies for living your best life. (laughs) (laughs) So the creator of WHOOP, Gabrielle Ottenen, she contrasts these two approaches to your goals. When you have a goal in mind, one approach would be just to indulge yourself and think about how great it's going to be when you meet your goal. Positive thinking, just think about how great your life is going to be when you finally get in good shape or when you finally get into graduate school or whatever it is. But then there's, a, and there's another mode called dwelling where all you do is think about all the obstacles and how hard it's going to be and to get in shape or how much you hate exercising or, or um, all the distractions that you're likely to encounter and it's pretty demotivating. So indulging yourself and, and thinking about how great it's going to be actually isn't very effective in promoting our goals because we just are, we're just in this fantasy land. And then the dwelling isn't that effective either because it just makes us feel kind of depressed and like there's nothing we can do. And so Ottingen's contribution was to put them together and say what we need to do is do both at the same time. So she calls that mental contrasting. Like you, you think about how great it's going to be to achieve your goal. That kind of gives you the energy to try to do something, but you also need to be realistic and think about the obstacles. That's where WHOOP comes from. So the wish outcome, that's the part where you're thinking about all the great things that are going to happen when you meet your goal. And the obstacle, that's the second O, that's where you're thinking about the realistic problems that you might face. And then the plan is a very growth mindset approach, really. Like, what am I gonna do when that obstacle occurs? 
So when people follow all those steps, they tend to be more likely to achieve their goals. Like maybe they lose weight or maybe they stop smoking or maybe they reduce their drinking that bothers them. Or maybe they even, even in relationships, maybe people have bad patterns. If they have a whoop um, exercise, they're more likely to succeed at any of those goals. And for my beautiful listeners out there, the best thing about Whoop is that you can go to whoopmylife.org and take whatever desired wish you may have and it will walk you through these steps and it will put it in front of you what obstacles you may face and the positive parts of it as well. So I really want to have a moment to thank Kristen and to thank Dr. Morling for really going over all of this information on more ways that life may not have to be as hard if we start with changing how we think if we want to become better and if we want an outcome how are we going to get it it's very important that we keep all of these concepts we've learned in our heads because we're going to need it for the next few episodes and i am super excited that we are all on this learning journey together thank you guys for listening and i'll talk to you in the next episode